0: The Best So Bad It's Good Movies It's a romantic roller disco musical with one of the best 80s soundtracks. But the best part of the romance is that it's less about the two leads falling in love as much as it is presenting a romantic view of life and creativity.
1: This movie also was obviously written by people who were on acid. <laughs>
0: That's the best way to watch it too. This is
1: 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts and I'm Tara McNamara.
0: Xanadu stars Olivia Newton-John as a muse who helps inspire a frustrated artist to see that his talents go beyond the brush.
1: And it took place in a time where roller skating was all anyone ever did in L.A. (laughs) You know, actually,
0: you know what's so funny about that is that is actually why Xanadu got made, is that of all people, Brian Grazer... The guy, you know, the the producer from Imagine Entertainment, the guy who came up with the idea of Splash that started his career, he had this idea because everyone was roller skating in Venice Beach. And so he told his friend, you should write a script about that and just kept nagging him. Like, there should be something about the fact that we're all roller skating on Venice Beach. And that was the beginning of an idea and then
1: they that all obviously <laughs> never got finished because this movie makes
0: no sense. Well, <laughs> what they did was they, they brought the idea to a producer and they said, Oh, you know, roller disco musicals or roller disco movies. Those are, that's a thing. Like let's, let's do that. But we don't, and they sold it, but they sold it to the studio, to universal and universal said, we love it, but we don't like the script. And so then they hired someone else to rewrite the script and that wasn't any good but they but in the meantime they got Olivia Newton-John who was so hot from Greece To say yes, and then they got Gene Kelly, who's this legendary um, dancer, uh, you know, from Singing in the Rain on, to agree to do it. So now you have Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton-John, and they're like, wait, there's more roller disco movies coming out. we got to get this done. So they, they just started making it, but they kept trying to
1: finish the script, and they never did. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's honestly so obvious. Like, I don't know what in particular is wrong with your parents in this movie, but definitely the acting is just absolutely terrible. Like, it's so, like, the way that, I don't know the main guy's name. Uh, Sonny. So, well, the Michael actor. Beck. Michael yeah. Beck, yeah. The way he speaks, like, the way he talks just sounds like, Like, the most basic man on the planet. Very boring. Hey, what are... Hey, mister... What are you doing? Like, like right. I can't, like I can't get over it. How annoying it was! Like the way he talks, it was like no emotion, but he was trying so hard to get emotion out there. But there was just no emotion to any words that came out of his mouth.
0: Well, what's like, fascinating is how angry his character is throughout the whole film. He's so he comes back to work and he's so angry to be there, and he's just angry all the time, but in this emotionless way, like an yeah. emotionless anger. Um, he's, you know, he's just. I don't know. Maybe that's how like chill people were in Venice. I'm so chill, but I'm full of rage. Like yeah. this is what rage. No, that looks makes like.
1: total sense in LA. Like because we have to hide our rage. But
0: <laughs> one of my favorite um, things though is when he's angry roller skating. When he's like moody and he's <laughs> roller skating because he's so moody and upset. And so I'm like just gonna roller skate it out, you know. And then he and then uh, he he like goes, you know, he's gonna go get Kira back. And when he gets in there, he like he just like stares at this wall that she's on. He's like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And he skates with all his might,
1: you know, which is yeah. just not cool no, looking. It th- is not he, cool Well, looking. first of all, it's not cool looking. <laughs> Second of all, this movie, like, scenes like that where he just starts on the uh, boardwalk where he's roller skating and roller skates heavy into a wall. Right. Not not like he didn't like he didn't touch the wall and it kind of like was see- went through was like oh crap I can get through here. He just went through the wall. No, I appreciate
0: like, that he contemplated it though. They did close-ups of his eyes as he's thinking should I go through this wall?
1: Like, it's should like I? a I think weird, like, a weird suicide <laughs> mission. Like, like, this could kill me. Yeah. <laughs> or I might be able to reach the Greek god that existed, you know. Yeah, it was just like, and then they added, they would add scenes that, like, were extremely unimportant. Like, there's one scene where he, he's just walking along the boardwalk and he gets, Popcorn from someone. Right. And it's just like, there was no need for that to be there. Yeah. Like, there was no need for that. Like, and again, it had no emotion. It was like, hey, can I get something, of popcorn? Sure, mister. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it was, like, the most, like, unneeded (laughs) scene ever. It was, like, you could just show him with the popcorn in his hands, like, walking along the boardwalk. For sure. they didn't need to do that. So I
0: think, I have to check, I think the movie is 90 minutes long. I think it barely is long enough to be a feature film. Yeah. And so I believe... That as they were writing the script at the time, it's so clear that they they have the beats figured out. Here now Sonny is going to search for Kira. Now mm-hmm. Sonny meets uh meets Danny McGuire on the beach, you know, and they have yeah. the beats, but they didn't really know what they were gonna say. So yeah. they'd be like, here, let's celebrate. Here's some champagne for you, here's some champagne for me. Cheer. And then, by the way, in that scene. They both just turn and look at Kira as if she said something, and
1: then you hear her say, Hey, you guys. Yeah. No, it, the, the, the voice um, the voice recordings, it was so obvious they did voice recordings for it. Later, and, yeah, ADR, yeah, yeah. And, like, they just so off. Like, it was so off. I know. Her voice never sounds like she's in no, the same oh, room. Oh, yeah, no. But uh, when I was re-watching it with my friend, he was like, her Australian keeps coming in and out. Like, right, the right. entire movie is in and out, in and out. Right. Um, Yeah, it, it was like... That could have been a silent film, I feel like. <laughs> a mu- This musical could have been a silent film and would have given me a better reaction <laughs> than with sound. But I thought you kind of loved it. I mean, you said after you watched it the first time that you kind of loved it. Well, I... I honestly don't. I just, like, I would show my friends this movie to laugh at it. Well, yeah, everybody does. But the point is, is that... But also, I can't get through the... um, I cannot get through the dancing scenes, and the whole part of the musical part of this is the, you know, the dancing and the singing and her performances. Right. Which is, it's literally her just debuting an album. Well... Like, literally. But... Like they're so long. Like their dance, their dances and her performances are so long. Right. Like it's like so tiring. But what I think that you don't
0: appreciate is that this is right before MTV came into existence. So at the time. There wasn't really a lot of venues to see Olivia Newton-John perform a whole song. If you go back to movies from the, you know, the 50s and the 40s, they do musicals and that's what they do. Someone's just singing and performing a song. You're like, oh, come on, because we're not used to watching films that way. Um, But in this case, you know, this I mean, the one thing I will tell you is I think uh, I mean, to me, the performances are just. amazing they're so 80s it's a time capsule i'm
1: not saying that it's bad i would give credit where credit is due like but it's obvious that this entire thing was written by dancers and people and broadway people and people who like music not actual directors or actual script writers like this is like obviously made yeah by like this all these ideas were put in by dancers and people that don't know a lot about movies, I feel like. Well, I feel think everyone
0: like it, was newish to the to their jobs other than but the stars. And even Olivia Newton-John was a singer. She was a successful no, I singer. Know. That's not, not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying,
1: like, their dances and her singing is amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that wasn't good. They were just dragged on for so long. Like, the last Xanadu scene... She, I mean, I guess I get it because it's the last scene, but like, and it's her singing, but she sings like eight songs, and as yeah. like, f- as eight different outfit changes within like the span, like I don't even know, like it was I just know. so much. And it's then like, at I the end, I was like, "Is and this, this something make he? Sense.
0: In- yeah, did he envision all that? Because I think the point is, is that was all in his head of what." Yeah. He thought, but it was kind of funny. It's here, living in John is a cowboy. But, now here she yeah. is, is coming from outer space or something. Then, yeah,
1: yeah. Like it, it just was. But it she's was amazing. So at the same all over same time. The, no, it's amazing. But at the same time, it's like I have no idea what's happening right now. Right. For like, sure. Like how? How have all of these random people that are supposed to be like? Um, coming in to the club to dance, how do they know all of the <laughs> dance moves? How do they know, like, the songs already? How do they... Like, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't yeah. that supposed to be, like, opening night or something? It was. That's
0: what you have to kind exactly. of give up with the musical. And, and I think... But, but actually, I do think they pay that off. So I think that the idea is this amazing performance is going on, and it's just so... 80s and 40s you know they've all this 40 stuff mixed in and it's crazy and i'm thinking the same thing how how does how does i mean were these all hired dancers for the nightclub or how does everyone know the dance but what happens is right then it all fades away and we see that this was his vision and his dream and and now we just see people kind of coming into the nightclub and dancing and none of it really happened see
1: but no no one got that (laughs) like that's what i'm saying that that was not elaborated enough to True. where to understand what was happening. Like right. I've watched that movie two times and still didn't. I didn't get that. Oh yeah. Or well, there's okay. So let's talk about another. exactly. Like uh, this. Is what I'm saying is like this movie. Like they put they put in random scenes that like aren't needed. Yet they're not explaining it enough because to they understand no, because they had no script because they sold it on being a
0: roller disco
1: musical <laughs> and they delivered. On that. (laughs) But, yeah, the rest of it's a little weird. And some weird animation in the middle I
0: was just going to say that. The (laughs) animation to me is the most bizarre part because you're just like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, oh, now we're animated. Okay, okay. We're in a cartoon. Well, yeah, no,
1: that's what I... Like, that that part, if you were on acid, would trip you out so hard. <laughs> like, because Between all on, of a sudden I she's animated? Tinkerbell in Peter Pan. And then she's a fish from The Little Mermaid. Like, you can tell... I can tell from the animations what movies they were trying to do. So first it starts off, like, with Peter Pan animation. Then when they turn to fish, it comes into, like, mer- uh, My Little Mermaid. The Little Whatever. Yeah. And then they do, like... Two other things that are like... It's like Disney movie related. Well,
0: here's the thing. So what was actually happening was that Disney animation um, was not doing well. So after... Walt passed on, and and that the, what their animation department wasn't going so well, and they were going to lay everyone off, and so the animator who did this, Don Bluth, he went off to go start his own production company, and they hired him, and so uh, and then he went on to make Thumbelina, which looks exactly like what yeah. this is uh, that the workings for, but. Um, yeah so that's weird and then the part of what i also love and like love in the fact that it's ridiculous but ridiculously awesome is that of course in all movies you have this um makeover scene or you have something where oh my god the somebody, montages but it's with gene kelly it's with a 70 year old man who's getting the clothing montage scene you know like coming in and out of the dressing room it's hilarious and all all of a sudden gene kelly comes and he's on a giant pinball machine I was like oh that makes sense that that would be in a dressing you know like that would be in a retail establishment no I know <laughs> it's so weird what but I, but you know for all of these weird things like oh the neon the neon that the muses get outlined in neon yeah, and shoot off into the sky sense. it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense I know and as cheesy as the special effects are it's hard to know now if those were good or bad, but I do. It does
1: remind me of Tron. There's, there's so there is, there are scenes where like the effects and editing like actually work, and it's like okay, that was dope for '80s. Yeah, <laughs> but there also the transitions <laughs> are just like so bad. Like when they, uh, yeah, put, <laughs> like the. F- like the flick, you know, they have yeah. like the flicker for the transitions. And
0: But I felt like they- I felt like it was probably super cutting edge at the time. Yeah. And they-, they actually I thought I- the music with it worked pretty well. It was like whatever sound goes along with it. <laughs> I don't know. It kinda yeah. fit.
1: No, I don't know. I just I th- the montages bug it just bug me <laughs> like especially because they're like over ten minutes. It was like ten minutes long.
0: I know, but I well uh, they're filling time for sure. I know. But what That's I obvious. love about but I love this movie. I love it so much. And one is of course that the music is amazing, and you have to appreciate that this is coming off of a time where these musicals were working like Saturday Night. Fever, where that was all B G S music, so they had one artist do everything, and that worked. And of course, Greece, um, and that worked. And so we we're kind of seeing these musicals. We're like, okay, musicals, those are working. We're doing that. We're doing that, but sort of with pop music, mm-hmm. and and that was uh, succeeding. And so they have E L O. And Olivia Newton-John, so to a band and a singer who are successful, do the whole album almost. I mean, we have The Tubes, which is also kind of cool, I think, when they do the mix-up between the 80s vision and the 40s vision of what Xanadu can be. And there's Fee Wayb- Waybill of The Tubes singing at the front. And by the way, just the crazy glam rock Looks that everyone had with the bright colors and the you know crazy hair and makeup and this the choreographer, the black uh, choreographer, spider guy, like kind of slithering under all the yeah, women's see, legs
1: that was like, what? <laughs> it's so, like,
0: off- what? It's so crazy, but it's so awesome. But what? It's it's identifying what is it about this movie though that works because it has a cult following. I'm one of them. I love it, and I think it's such a fantasy on every level. I mean, for. For Sonny or for men, it might be that this beautiful woman picks you out. You know, comes up to you, kisses you, identifies you, brings you this great idea, and makes you all that you can be. And um, and then also he gets to tell off his boss, which was pretty exciting. Right? Like that's that a was fantasy. so
1: lame. <laughs> the way he did it was so lame.
0: Um, but then for but this is where I think it gets into what's wrong with your parents. So for me, I was ten when i saw this film and it holds a very special place in my heart it is my favorite memory with my mother because i was homesick with a fever and i don't know why but she took me to go see this movie in the middle of the day and i loved it you know it may have been because i had a fever i don't know but I was so influenced by this movie because I wanted to be Kira. I love the idea of this beautiful, mysterious woman that, you know, that they, you know, the guy's like, I'm in love with her. Where is she? I must find her. Yeah. Um, I, I Just the whole thing. And so I, I think to some degree I became Kira. That's who I wanted to be in the sense that I think encouraging others to follow their dreams is, is you know, a, a big part of what I do and who I am. And so I, watching the movie, I realized I think I kind of – did become Kira in that sense. Um, but the problem with that is Kira goes around and she's influenced
1: Danny and she's influenced Sonny. And- oh, they also don't talk about that, by the way. Like, oh, Danny yeah. never is like, oh, you're that girl from 1945 and blah, blah, blah. Like, I know. And Sonny doesn't care that much either about it because he goes, oh, my God, this girl. And then... Totally forgets. Okay, I
0: have a theory on that, which would help if the script would back up my theory in any way. But I think that the idea is is that since she's a muse, that she takes the shape, like, she doesn't look the same. So we can see that that was her, and Kira knows that that was her, and Danny gets a sense of her, right? Yeah. And so, and to that, you know, Sunny sort of does too. So it's like, but she doesn't look exactly the same to yeah. Michael and to Danny. And they she says something in there somewhere that kind of might allude to that if you're looking for it. Um, but what I was going to say is the problem is is that Kira is making other people's dreams come true. And there's even a battle over Kira, right? You know, when she's got to stay there and she has to go make other people. and But no one ever asks her what she wants. So even when she goes, okay, great. So now you get to live in the outside world. You don't have to live on you know, on Mount Olympus in a void or whatever, wherever it is that you live, Uh, you get to, you get to live amongst us. But what do you want? I mean, you just wanted the guy. That's what you wanted. I mean, I'm just saying that for the female character in the end, she has no ambitions or dreams or goals of her own.
1: Well, because she's a muse and that's her entire livelihood. And also like, when he was there at wherever she was, um, she had said, "I don't know. I guess it's feelings. I've never had them before. Right. So like, none of them have emotion, is what they're trying to say." Well, I get that. I'm, but I'm so like she doesn't really because like that's her point in life I think and I think she knows that. Well that's her purpose. That's what I mean.
0: But what I I think what I'm saying is what are when we're talking about what's wrong with your parents how did people take that movie it was just another example of a woman, you know, True. the the woman behind the man. You yeah. know, so she there's nothing she wants for herself. She's there to make these men succeed. Yeah. She gives them her ideas and then they they run with her ideas and succeed. I think
1: what we've learned is just have the script written before, make sure you got the idea in your head before you actually spend over a million dollars making a film. And <laughs> that <I> would, flops. <laughs> right. It flopped hard. It, it really cost a lot of people um,
0: their careers, and so I'm sure that's why Brian Grazer's name is nowhere near the film. <laughs> the, the, the greatest thing to come from it. Um but i think it's also even though that is filmmaking 101 and i think always good advice to have the script finished and approved before you proceed uh i think at the same time there is something special about it and it's endured even if it doesn't hold up i mean it didn't hold up at the time you know <laughs> but there is something special that um that people like and even if you 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 make something that's terrible there can always be redeeming qualities yeah all right well thanks for listening i'm tara mcnamara and i'm riley roberts um this is 80s movie guide a guide to what's wrong with your parents you can follow us on instagram and
1: you can also follow us on twitter and facebook at 80s movie guide yep
0: thanks a place when nobody